Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 10th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. And you can probably tell a little bit by my voice, I'm not feeling so great today. So I'm probably going to try and move through things a little bit quicker than normal today. And I'll probably still go 30 minutes. So ignore that last statement as we have a lot, a little little few things to get to uh, on today's episode. Like I said, I'm going to try and get through things quickly, but it'll probably still go 30 minutes. Uh, But before we go anywhere, I do want to remind everyone to check out the great podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're obviously in the conference semifinals, heading into some crucial game fives. Last night's game between the San Antonio Spurs and Houston Rockets was incredible. I watched it a second time. It was so good. Actually, I missed the first time, so I watched the replay on TNT. But to get a complete recap of that game, I highly suggest you go check out Locked On Spurs with our good pal Jeff Garcia, as well as Locked On Rockets, the most complete recap and coverage of these teams on the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to check out Locked On Celtics and Locked On Wizards. I know there's a special episode of, of Locked On Wizards lately, and the guys at Locked On Celtics do a fantastic job as well. And of course, Chris Manning of Locked On Cavs and Danny LaRue of Locked On Warriors holding it down with the, uh, I guess it's five, six teams left here in the NBA playoffs. Um, be sure to check out those great podcasts uh, and the rest of the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, just like you get on Locked On Magic, in depth coverage of every team in the NBA. Just go to iTunes or Audio Boom and search Locked On and the team you're looking for. <coughs> Excuse me. Like like I said, I'm feeling not feeling great. Uh, but on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA Draft Combine and what we're looking forward to there. And then I'm going to end on a cheery note and give you some things to look forward to in, for the 2018 season as we sit here and now uh, at the uh, beginning of the offseason, so to speak. Like I've been saying throughout the week, the real beginning of the offseason is today. NBA general managers and and front office personnel and executives have descended upon Chicago for the beginning of the NBA draft combine. That'll take, I believe it started Tuesday night. It'll take place Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think it even goes into Saturday and Sunday. Thursday and Friday, ESPN2 will air uh, some of the drills and workouts that are going on as well as the five-on-five sessions uh, that go on for some of the prospects there. Um, but that's not really the whole thing about what's going on in Chicago this week. It is a big week for the Magic, a big week for the NBA to begin learning who these players are. Because really, the NBA Draft Combine is the first time NBA teams interact directly with the draft prospects. And so while it's good to know what a guy can do in the shuttle run, what the guy, what a guy's vert is, what their measurements are, their their wingspan, their, their actual height, their actual weight. I, I don't know, do they track weight? I think they do. Um, hand size, little things like that. Well, all that is good, and it's valuable, and it's important. What's really important are these interviews coming up 
this week. And so one of the things that I always watch for uh, when you get to the NBA Draft Combine, it's not so much the drills. I, I do watch the drills. I do keep an eye on them, keep track of things. I don't pay as much attention to those. It's more about who, which teams are interviewing who and what value do you get out of those interviews. I remember Aaron Gordon and Victor Oladipo impressed the Magic a lot in their Draft Combine interviews, continued to impress them as they came into town for individual workouts. Teams will schedule individual workouts at, at these meetings now. This is really, the again, the first time they interact. And as Fran Fraschilla of ESPN.com likes to say and remind everyone, this draft combine process is essentially a big job interview. And no part is more important than the interview itself. When you think about it, we've got all the game tape already. We've seen what these guys can do in game settings. Whether a guy can run up and, up and down the court in 10 seconds isn't as important. We can see we can see it on film. You know, if a guy comes in shorter than he's listed or than expected, maybe that that can affect his draft stock. If a guy doesn't perform as well in drills as people expected, certainly that can affect draft stock. That's why most of the top guys don't do the drills. Um, among the guys that are expected to be in the top five, Markel Fultz and Darren Fox are the only two that are going to show up there. I think they're just there for interviews and measurements. I don't think that they're going to end up... They're not doing any of the drills. They're certainly not playing in the five-on-five. But... (coughs) But... What's really important here is getting to know the players that you're about to invest a significant asset and significant money in as well. It is a big time, both for the players and for the teams, as they begin to learn who these guys are as people and whether they fit your team culturally. Like I said... Aaron Gordon and Victor Oladipo made a big impression at the draft combine in their respective years and eventually led to the Magic picking them again. Argue whether you won't, whether you think those are good picks in hindsight now, but they did a good job selling themselves and fitting into the culture that the Magic wanted to build. So whenever I go to the, whenever I talk about the draft combine, I always talk about this first as it's getting to know these guys as people that becomes important and how they feel they fit into the team and what they want to accomplish and how they see themselves. That's often as important as what they can do on the floor because at this point, we know what they can do on the floor. Now, like I said, the other thing to watch out for, watch for in, in this year's NBA Draft Combine is a lot of the top guys aren't going to be there. Lonzo Ball's not there. Um, Dennis Smith's not there. Uh, Malik Monk's not there. Uh, Jason Tatum's not there. Out of the top guys, the only guys that are going to be there are Markel Fultz and uh, Darren Fox. And I suspect that the Magic will request to be inter- to interview both. Now, the way the interview process works, if I'm not mistaken, you can request to interview up to 12 people. You get 30 minutes. It's kind of like speed dating for some of the players uh, on, I believe, Wednesday night, Wednesday, Thursday night, they do the interviews. I don't know, I don't know exactly how they do it. They've done it. They've done it over like two or three nights before. Um, And so the Magic will have a limited amount of interview space, and I suspect that they'll interview or they'll request to interview Fultz and Fox and get bring them down to Orlando for an individual workout because they're probably not going to do group workouts. But what I think the Magic are going to focus on most with this specific draft combine period is I think they're going to focus a lot on that 25th pick and what they can get late in the first round as well as early in the second round. There are a lot of those types of prospects at this dra- at the draft combine. Guys like Tyler Lighton, guys like TJ Leaf, Jawan Evans, 
Zach Collins, um, Sundarius Thornwell, players that we don't even know yet. Frank Mason III could rise. Uh, both Josh, both Justin Jacksons are there. These are guys that may not be quite on the radar yet, but the later you get in the draft, the bigger the pool of players that you're likely to select from, and it becomes a little bit more of a vetting process. How do you weed out some of these players that you're looking to interview? And so the Magic will be, I think, spending a good chunk of their time prepping for the 25th pick in the draft. These guys will do a lot of those agility drills. We'll get a little bit more tape and a little bit more information on them and how they react to some coaching or how they react uh, to to some pressure situations. Some of these guys may even play in the five-on-fives on Friday. So it'll be interesting to see exactly who the Magic target. Now, I, I'm pretty sure Josh Robinson, the Orlando Sentinel, will be there. Someone will be there talking to the talking to a lot of the prospects. They'll get their chance to talk to the media as well. They'll let the media know who they interview with. So we will have at least a basic understanding of who's interviewing where, who you know, who, who, what what players the Magic are even possibly interested in at 25. As an outside observer we will get a kind of bigger picture look at what the Magic are thinking as far as the draft coming out of this weekend. And it's the first big step in, or not the first big step, but the first public step in the draft preparation because Matt Lloyd and his staff um, on, under Rob Hennigan at the time have probably done their homework on these guys. And, and, and honestly, um, Matt Lloyd was kind of in charge of the team's college scouting he is as ready for this moment and, and briefing Frank Vogel on, how, on, on what's going on and who these players are as, as probably anyone in the, in the organization. And so it's a good thing that he and Vogel will be leading the delegation to Chicago for this. Of course, it was also announced uh, Frank Vogel and Pat Williams will be leading the delegation to the draft lottery next week in uh, New York. It's, again, it, it's, this is more about what goes on off camera. It isn't about the combine events. It's about the interviews and getting to know these players. The other thing I think everyone should keep an eye on for this week is on the rumor mill. You get a bunch of NBA executives and coaches together in the same place, people are going to talk. And it wouldn't surprise me if the seeds of deals start getting laid. It wouldn't surprise me if you start hearing some Jimmy Butler rumors, not necessarily the Magic, but... Jimmy Butler, Paul George rumors get stirred up. The rumor mill is going to start stirring up again as the draft comes into focus, and these deals may not get done until the draft because everyone loves procrastinating to deadlines. But the rumor mill is going to start churning again. The offseason is officially beginning. That's what the draft combine means to me. And so that's one of the big things. Those are really the three things that I'm looking forward to, seeing the interviews, focusing in on that 25th pick, and getting that rumor mill churning. Like I said on an episode earlier this week, the Magic have roughly thirteen to sixteen million dollars of cap room. That's not a lot of space to improve the roster. You can add a couple. Ben- you can add a bench guy, a couple bench guys for that. More likely than not, the Magic are going to have to make some improvements on trades. And while the Magic don't have a present basketball operations in place yet, I'm sure Matt Lloyd will be fishing around to see what's out there, so that when the new PBO comes into place, a Matt Lloyd can show his value as a potential future GM by saying, hey, this is the information that I've gotten, and B, they can get that new uh, new executive up to speed fairly quickly. So NBA Draft Combine is going to kick into full swing on Wednesday. Wouldn't surprise me 
if we start hearing some of the names of who the Magic are planning on interview or who the Magic have interviewed Wednesday night heading into Thursday. Uh, and, of course, Thursday we'll start seeing some of the drills on TV and, and getting a better picture of who these guys are. Again, it's all about gaining information at this point. It's going to kick off the workout season. The Magic will begin scheduling individual workouts, bringing guys into Orlando in the next week or so. After the draft lottery especially, things will become laser-focused on the draft. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. I'm going to close out today's show talking about um, trying to be positive. You know, we, we got to be positive every once in a while, um, even though I'm not, again, not feeling great, so I apologize for the quality and possibly the length of the show. Um, but th- there are, you know, We've got some optimists on the Orlando Magic Daily staff. I like to believe I'm an optimist. Sometimes I'm not. But there, I think there are reasons to be optimistic. I, I was listening back to some tape from Alex Martin's press conference uh, after firing Rob Hennigan. And, and yeah, he's probably paid to be optimistic about this team. But Martin said, you know, I really don't think we're that far away. And while I'm not willing to say the Magic can go from 29 wins to 42 wins and into the playoffs in one year, it's possible. But... They got a lot of work to do. I'm willing to say that this team, I, I do believe this team, talent-wise, was better than their 29-win record. And it starts with the way they ended the season. Orlando f- ended the season feeling like they had an offensive identity for the first time all year. They pushed the pace. They weren't an efficient offensive team by any means. They weren't even a good shooting team. But they pushed the pace, and they seemed to cause some problems for their opponents. You start building a roster around what that team was at the end of the season, and you start uh, training for it rather than kind of putting it together haphazardly in the middle of the season. And now you start developing something, and then you give Vogel the de- you know the, the summer you know being comfortable with the defense, and I, and I do think that there was something there. I, I grant you, the Magic's record was not much better. To after the All-Star break than it was before the All-Star break, but it did feel better. It felt aesthetically better than it did before the, the before the trade deadline, before the All-Star break. I don't know if it can work. I think that the Magic need to, you know, mix some personnel up to make it work if that's the direction they want to go. Uh, but it, it, it did feel good. And I think the continuity of the coaching staff is going to be a big help too. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that hopefully later this week, if not early next week. But having the same coach is going to help this team. Um, the Magic have had four coaches in three years. Evan Fournier even noted he's had five different coaches in his five years in the NBA. He's never had the same coach back-to-back years. It's going to help immensely to have that advantage back, to have some stability um, in the coaching chair. It's going to be very good for this team. Outside of that, I think Aaron Gordon's push at the end of the season was very encouraging. Averaged about 16 points per game, um, back up to like six or seven rebounds per game. Even 
with how he was playing at small forward, his scoring average was a career high. And it got even more boosted once they sped up the pace and moved him back to power forward. Like I said, I, I, I believe this, and I honestly believe this. I think his time at small forward is going to help him develop offensively and make him a better player in the long run. I don't think that... Um, I don't think that uh, it's it was all in vain. It was probably the wrong time to play that experiment, considering how much pressure the Magic seemed to be under to win ba- win the game win games. But I do think it was valuable for him and a good experience for him too. It ma- it will make him a better player in the long run. So I I, I I'm not as upset as some other people are about the decision to play him at small forward. He's obviously better as a power forward, and he showed it toward the end of the season. And so, if Gordon can stay healthy this summer, if he can come to training camp, help you know, healthy, improving his skills, which we know he's going to do. I mean, you remember what he looked like at summer league. He can improve dramatically still. Gordon could end up being the centerpiece that we all imagine, and just injuries, like hard luck injuries, slowed him down. It it was definitely a long season this year. It was definitely. Um, a frustrating season, but there were reasons to be positive. And I think even getting the front office stabilized, you know, having a new front office structure, bringing in some experience is going to help the team tackle this summer and get back on the right track. So while I'm not sitting here ready to say the Magic will definitely make the playoffs next year, I definitely don't think we'll see another 29-win season unless someone decides to blow everything up. Uh, on the roster, I, I think the team will improve. I think that, at least on a on a microscopic level, it will get better. Now, whether it means they're going in the right track to making the playoffs sooner rather than later, that's a completely different issue and, and something we can attack. We can tackle in August. That's gonna do it for for me today. I'm sorry. I am just I am not feeling so hot. Um, you know, obviously you can kind of tell my energy's a little bit down today. I may skip tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, so be forewarned. There may not be a Locked On Magic. You may have to sit on this one for a couple days. Uh, well, we'll see how I feel. Before I sign off, though, let's do our hashtag one lottery per day. Remember, send me your NBA draft lotteries. Um, simulate it just once. Send a screenshot. Let me know what you get today on your hashtag one lottery per day. You can send them to me on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as at Daily. We're officially six days away from the NBA Draft Lottery. It is on Tuesday. I can say that now because yesterday was Tuesday, and now the next Tuesday is Lottery Day. Planning, I'm planning to do a um, big Google Hangout. I, I'm actually going to cement this. I'm doing another Google Hangout, live Google Hangout, during the NBA Draft Lottery show, so be sure to tune in. I'll go over some of the some of the draft names. I'll begin doing some more draft research, going over some of the names that uh, the Magic might be targeting, as well as different scenarios that could go down on draft night. I'll have the big board out. It'll be a fun time. Uh, so I'll I'll provide more details on that as we get closer. But we're six days to the NBA draft lottery. Let's sim today's hashtag one lottery per day. Not a good well, not a bad one for the Magic. Not a good one. The Los Angeles Lakers increase their lead. We're using up all their luck as they get the top pick uh, for the sixth time here. Philadelphia ends up two, Boston, Brooklyn three, and Orlando will end up with the fifth pick. Just the 
third time. See, I've done this now 24 times. We've, we've done 24 days of hashtag one lottery per day. The Magic have had the fifth pick just three times. Tells you again that the odds are, A, a the odds say that the Magic will land the sixth pick more likely than not, but the odds are not that the Magic will end up fifth. They'll end, probably end up sixth, seventh, or in the top three. That's that's essentially what the odds say should happen. Fifth, If they ended up fifth, something crazy probably did happen, uh, like... Uh, you know the four the uh, four teams switch or the three teams switching with the I don't even know I can't I can't do math today one team falling out of the top three just and and, and giving up their spot to the fourth team there that 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 did it uh, I'm I'm a mess today I apologize I am I am a little bit under the weather soldiered through here for you hope you enjoyed today's episode wasn't the full throated episode that was a pun um, that that I usually give you. Remember, you can follow, you can subscribe to the podcast for better sounding episodes on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You, you can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, as well as like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to follow the website, orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all for sticking with me through this episode. Apologize again for the lack of energy that I usually have, but uh, I appreciate you making it through the last 20 minutes or so. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll catch you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.